Om Sam Saraswati Namaha Namaste. Namaste, everybody. Uh, this evening we're going to begin the discussion of Durga Puja beginners. And the, uh, we're going to uh, show how we can make, in a similar fashion as we made a simple Ganesh Puja, a simple Shiva Puja, we're going to make a simple Durga Puja. This Puja also uh, contains all the ingredients necessary to do a complete Puja, and you can complete it within 20 to 30 minutes. It also includes an extra chalice at the end, and it can, includes uh, of all the five principal ingredients of performing every puja, that is preparation, purification, invitation, union, and offering. These are the five steps in every puja which make a puja complete. And remember, Sri Krishna gave the advice to Arjuna, patram pushpam toyam falam, with a leaf with a flower, with a, uh, a, some water or a piece of fruit, or with all four of these items, you can make a full and complete and perfectly acceptable puja. The main ingredient is devotion. So now, with that understanding, we're going to sh share these ways of sharing our devotion with Durga. Remember, Durgam means confusion. It also means obstacles, but the biggest obstacle is our own confusion. Whenever I get my own way, I've got an obstacle. I create the obstacle, and actually I pray to Durga who, to remove the Durgam to take away the obstacles that I've created. Otherwise, they're just opportunities to, to research what is the appropriate solution in this circumstance and then to apply that solution. So actually, a yogi has no problems. He only has or she only has solutions. And all she does is contemplate daily, regularly, in each circumstance, which is the appropriate solution to apply in order to remove this uh, seeming obstacle that's trying to put itself as a barrier, as a, a, an obstruction in my path because I know where I want to go, I know how I propose to get there. If they're going to make me do a little jig or a jag or a, or a uh, uh, in some way to modify my path and go around the obstacle, I'm willing to do that. I'll make any accommodation necessary in the negotiation of the removal of all my Durgam. And that means calling Durga. So we begin, of course, uh, with the, the Gayatri of Durga. And on, on page four of the Durga Puja, we meditate upon the ever-pure one, contemplate the daughter without flaw or imperfection. How could she have an imperfection if she's going to take away all of my imperfections? My imperfections are the obstacles which preclude me from reaching my goal, and Durga is going to take away the Durgam. May that goddess... That one over there, in the yellow sari with the red border. May that goddess grant us increase. Pracha udoyot. Udoy means a continuous rising, like the rising sun. Surya udoy. 
and and pracha means continual. So it, it may that may that illumination continually expand. May it continually rise. May it grow and grow and grow without end. And that's why Gayatri is the most the Mool Mantra, the most Mool Mantra, the most important mantra of the Shanatan Dharma, the eternal Shanatan Dharma, ideal of perfection, says that there are no circumstances which we confront in life in which we cannot benefit from greater wisdom. And the Mool Mantras of the Sanatan Dharma is give me greater wisdom, give me greater purity, give me greater clarity, remove all the flaws and imperfections. Bhurbhuvaswat, on the earth and the heavens and the atmosphere, on the gross body, the subtle body, the causal body, Tatsavitur, we meditate upon that light of wisdom, Bargo Devashya, which is the wealth. Bargo Devashya, we meditate, Varenyam, the highest wealth of all the gods, give to us, Prachudoya, make it rise, make sunrise rise, continually, continually, and grow and grow and expand and expand. Here we have Durga Gayatri, Mayor, that purity, that paucity of flaws or imperfections uh, continually rise and rise and rise within us. Offer our light, Om, the divine fire is the light, the light of wisdom is the light, the light of devotion is the light as well. The light of the highest bliss, O goddess, is in the light which I offer, the light which I request you to accept. Om, we bow to the goddess Durga, the grantor of increase, who removes all difficulties. And she removes all difficulties. Her mool mantra is Om, Rim Shrim Doom. Om the infinite beyond conception, ring all of Maya, what can be perceived through the senses, conceived in the mind, known through intuition and meditation, and beyond the perfection of all perception, Maya. Shring is the increase. Sha means Shanti. Ra means your mind. E means your heart. Anuswara means perfection. The perfect peace in your mind and your heart. The increase respect. Doom is Durga, and Durga means confusion, obstacles, Baba, Vigna, and she is Durga Yogi. To that Durga we bow, who removes all difficulties. Wave the incense, own spirit of the forest, from you is produced the most excellent of scents. The scent most pleasing to all the gods, that scent I request you to accept with the offering of fragrant scent. Om, we bow to the goddess Durga, the grantor of increase, who removes all difficulties on the gross body, the subtle body, the causal body. Om, with folded hands, Om, the infinite beyond conception, the gross body, the subtle body, and the causal body, we meditate upon the, the, that light of wisdom, which is the supreme wealth of the gods. May it grant to us increase in our meditations. And now with these scented flowers, Om, I bow to the Lord of wisdom, Lord of the multitudes. We just discussed how Ganesh is the first one worshipped in every puja. 
Puja. With these scented flowers on my bow to the sun, the light of wisdom along with the nine planets. With these scented flowers on my bow to Shiva, the consciousness of infinite goodness along with the five primary deities. Remember in Hindu Dharma we can worship Shiva, Shakti, Vishnu, Ganesh, or the nine planets the sun and the nine planets and here with one flower we just worship them all <laughs> wow what a creative religion <laughs> <laughs> with these scented flowers on my bow to indra the ruler of the pure along with the ten protection protectors of the ten directions so in e each direction there's one god or goddess who's standing there ready to protect us including above and below with these scented flowers on my bow to vishnu the fish along with the ten incarnations he assumed and remember he became a fish and then he became a tortoise he became a boar and he became half man half lion or uh, the body of a man with the head of a lion and then he became a dwarf and then he became purusharam who always had the axe in his hand then he became ram he became krishna he became buddha and he became Shrima. Oh, it was Kalki. With these scented flowers on my bow to the Lord of all created beings, with these scented flowers on my bow to the perfect perception of conscious Narayan, Nara's eye and the eyes of humanity, the perfect perceiver who perceives without limitation. He doesn't just see things, he sees what's beyond the thing. With these scented flowers, oh my bow to all the gods. With these scented flowers, oh my bow to all the goddesses. With these scented flowers, oh my bow to the respected guru. Thank you for teaching us, guru, for your example. You are the light in my darkness. Gu karas tvanda karas cha, ru karas tejas uchate. You are the light in my darkness, guru. You are the example of what I want to become. Thank you for showing me the way. With these flowers oh my bow to all knowers of wisdom please don't forget you are knowers of wisdom and if you always exemplify wisdom in every circumstance then I will always have a light by which I can adjudicate my actions am I doing the right thing or am I behaving like a fool yes now I'm going to take three sips of water and say Om Vishnu, Om Vishnu, Om Vishnu. I had a question today from uh, England. Uh, someone asked me, is it uh, possible to say Om Shiva, Om Shiva, Om Shiva? <laughs> and yes, it is totally possible to say Om Shiva, Om Shiva, Om Shiva. Om Durga, Om Durga, Om Durga. You can use any one of the gods or your Ishtadeva or Ishtadevi or anyone. But if you say the name of Vishnu, Yasmari Pundari Kaksha. Whoever remembers the lotus-eyed conveyor of purity, he is moved beyond suchi or suchi, beyond povitra or povitra. He is moved beyond, he's conveyed to radiant purity. So that's why we use Vishnu throughout all of our pujas, even if we're worshiping Durga. Own consciousness, own consciousness, own consciousness, I'm washing my mouth. May my mouth only speak words which are illuminating of consciousness.
I'm going to draw the Asan Yantra Bindu with a triangle, equilateral triangle, uh, with the Bindu in the center. But you start with the Bindu, Bindu, Tri Kono Vasu Kono Vashara Yugmang. And then I'm going to place a flower in the Bindu underneath my Asan, Eitigan, the Pushpeon, Ringadara Shakta with these scented flowers, Om Ring, I bow to the primer, primal energy situated in this lotus seat. Now I've just purified my asana, and I'm going to clap my hands three times, snap my fingers in the ten directions, north, south, east, west, north, west, south, east, north, east, south, west, above and below. And clap my hands three times. <laughs> we bow to the goddess Durga, the grandeur of increase who removes all difficulties. And you understand that that is an abbreviated definition. I didn't in every verse go through the meaning of every letter. I just used the abbreviated form and you will understand the deeper in, uh, intrinsic meaning of that mantra. Now we're going to place a flower in our left hand, put a couple of leaves, put leaves of tulsi and put some rakta chandan and put some uh, gonda, some perfume, uh, some sand paste a few grains of rice and we'll take three drops of water and say Vishnu Om Tat Sat Om the consciousness which pervades all Vishnu Vish means the universe and Nu means to pervade Om that is truth presently da -dum -da -dum, on the planet earth in the country of America, in the state of confusion, in the name of the city is Napa, California. In the Devi Mandir Temple, the name of the month is, today is Bhadra, Shukla, and today is Shaptamang. Shaptamang Titao, the seventh day of the bright month of the, bright fortnight of the month of Bhadra, the excellent month. Thank you. Uh, the name of the Sadhu family is Satyananda. Your name, that's me, that's you. Srima is performing worship for the satisfaction of the goddess Durga, the grantor of increase, who removes all difficulties and give her that flower. And now we're going to say, Om, peace in the heavens, peace on the earth, peace upwards and permeating the atmosphere, peace upwards over on all sides and further, peace to us, peace to all vegetation, peace to all that has form, peace to all causes and all effects, peace to all existence, peace to all intensities of reality, including all and everything, peace be to us. Let the earth be at peace and the atmosphere be at peace and the heavens be filled with peace. Even further may peace extend. Peace to all vegetations, peace to all gods of the universe, peace to all gods within me. Yes, peace to all gods within me. Peace to creative consciousness, peace be to brilliant light. Peace to all, peace to everything, peace, peace, altogether, peace, equally, peace, by means of peace. 
own peace, peace, and peace. Now we're going to draw the following yantra on a, uh, on a plate or on the ground or on the altar or you can use uh, some sandal paste or you can just use a few drops of water. You could use some kumkum if you don't mind cleaning it up when you're done. You could use uh, your imagination. And you're going to draw a bindu and a trikona just like we had in the asan yantra and then you're going to touch all three sides of the triangle with a circle and you'll touch all four sides of the circle with a square the square stands for chatur bargo the four reasons for which we came into manifested existence dharma artha kama moksha to reach an ideal of perfection artha to have the sufficient resources in order to maintain that ideal of perfection kama to be free from any extraneous desire and when those three are accomplished we achieve self-realization moksha otherwise known as self-realization and when we get to the chatur bargo we get to the circle which is all of creation is in you and i'm in self-realization all of creation is in that realization and the creation is permeated by the equilibrium of the threes the unity of the threes oma amen claim brahma vishnu shiva all the threes and when all the threes are in perfect balance we enter into the bindu and the bindu says that's the one point where I am one with God and we go into the rabbit hole into the bindu and we come out Alice into Satchitananda pure existence true existence infinite consciousness pure bliss so you come from Bhav Samadhi to Savikalpa Samadhi to Nirvikalpa Samadhi and then you stay there until it's time to come back. And then you come from Nirvikalpa Samadhi to Savikalpa Samadhi and then to Bhav Samadhi and then to No Samadhi back into the world of manifested existence. Take a few grains of rice and put them on top of the yantra which is drawn on top of the altar or on top of the floor. Om, I bow to the primal energy. Om, I bow to the support of the earth. Om, I bow to infinity. Om, I bow to the earth. Stung, sting, stiro, baba, but and place your water vessel, the container for your water, on top of the rice which is on top of the yantra which is on top of the altar. And you say, be still in the gross body, be still in the subtle body, be still in the causal body, purify. And that's it. Here we have preparation, purification. Now we're going to make the water which we're going to make the water pure, by which we're going to make all the offerings pure, by which we're going to make the worshiper pure. And so that we have a pure relationship with a pure devotee offering pure articles to the purest deity. And there is purity reigning throughout. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Purity is the key. Got to have pure mind, a pure body, and a pure soul. 
Be still in the gross body. Be still in this subtle body. Be still in the causal body. Purify. And now we're going to fill up that water pot with water. Om Ganji, Jamana, Godavari, Saraswati, Narmada, Sindhu, Kaveri. These waters are mingled together. So you've got the Ira, the Pingala, Ganga, and Jamana. You've got the other five senses. Uh, so you've got the seven rivers, the Bharat is the land of the seven rivers. The land uh, of illumination of the highest purity is where the seven rivers flow. So you've got the avenues of ingress and egress into the city of God. So it's the land of the seven rivers is inside the body. And now we're going to offer three flowers into our water pot with the mantra, with the ascended flowers, Om, we bow to the goddess Durga, the grantor of increase, who removes all difficulties. Om, with the ascended flowers, Om, we bow to the goddess Durga, the grantor of increase, who removes all difficulties. With the ascended flowers, Om, we bow to the goddess Durga, the grantor of increase, who removes all difficulties. And now in the, with the Ankush Mudra, we're going to chant the mantra again, Om Gange Cha Jamane Cheva. Om the Ganges Jamana Godavari Saraswati Namadas Indu Kaveri. These waters are mingled together and we just brought waters from all the holy rivers of India. We put them into our water pot. We mixed them all together. We chanted the mantra and now we're going to chant the mantra ten times. Om we bow to the goddess Durga, the grantor of increase who removes all difficulties and we're going to make sure that those waters mingled together communicate. They convey the highest purity, the highest clarity, the, the, the most auspiciousness with which we can pre purify everything. And we'll sprinkle those waters over all the articles, over the, the worshiper, over, over everywhere you can. Bathe everything in your vicinity with make this immortal nectar, I am one with God. Make this immortal nectar, I am one with God. Whatever it is, on whatever form that water will touch, when Brahmani was sprinkling the waters and making Obishek with the purity and clarity, make this immortal nectar, I am one with God. All the Asuras immediately shuddered when they were touched by that water. They could not maintain their impurities. All negativity was washed away. Make this immortal nectar, I am one with God. Now we're with the Prathana Mudra. This is the Mudra of prayer. And with the Amriti Karan Mudra or the Denu Mudra. Look at how the, 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 uh, the nectar flows from the palms of your hand. You're like the cow giving the purity of infinite consciousness right from the palms of your hand over everything that you wave your hands over. Own flowers, flowers. Oh, great flowers, excellent flowers, flowers in heaps and scattered about. Cut the ego, purify. I am one with God. We've got all these pure flowers here, just ready to cut my ego. With these scented flowers, oh my, bow to she who tears apart thought especially all the stupid thoughts, all the negative thoughts, all the ego thoughts, all the thoughts about I and mine. With these sent flowers, oh my bow to the reliever of difficulties, oh ring, ring, doom, dergaya, ginama. With these sent flowers, oh my bow to she who is beyond time, also the goddess who takes away darkness.
with these scented flowers on my bow to the goddess of time, of true wealth. Huh? <laughs> Lakshmi. Remember, your laksha is your goal. Your goal is what you think about, where you're going, where you aim for, your objective in life. And what you think about is what's important to you. And what's important to you is your wealth. And in this sense, Lakshmi is the goddess of your values. She is the goddess of your wealth. She presides over the laksh, which is the goal, the objective. With these scented flowers, oh, my bow to the spirit of all pervading knowledge. Sara, swa, ti. Uh, ti is the personification, swa is my own. Sara is an ocean or a reservoir. And I bow to the personification of my reservoir. All the names conforming to all the forms which I have experienced from day one. This is my Saraswati and all the knowledge, Janalok, all the knowledge of the universe is Saraswati. With these scented flowers, oh my bow to the creative consciousness. With these scented flowers, oh my bow to the consciousness which pervades all. With these scented flowers, oh my bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. And now let's meditate on Durga's form. Om with loose flowing tresses, poised with equanimity with the radiant half moon upon her head. Her three eyes are shining like the full moon. She has the color of melted gold, Tattakanchana Barnabyam. She of excellent birth and beautiful eyes. She has nine manifestations, all resplendently shining with their ornaments, Navadurga, Pratamam Shailaputri Chadvitiyam, Brahmacharini Tritiyam, Chandakanteti, Kushmandeti, Chutuitakam, Panchamang, Skandamatiti, Shashtam Katya, Niti Chasapmang, Kalaratri. These are the nine forms of Durga, starting from an inspiration and cultivating pure knowledge and doing the practice and trying, striving for purification, doing the tapasya, performing the austerity, becoming ever pure and becoming nurturing divinity and become, com, becoming completely pure, giving up the darkness of duality and egotism and attachment and becoming one with the great radiant light. And now among Siddhi Dhatricha, the ninth one is the grantor of perfection. Navadurga Prakirtita, these are the nine Durgas. She holds aloft ten excellent weapons in her hand. She's got ten arms. And she has three beautiful folds under her breasts. The slayer of the great ego. She bears the touch of death to the ego in each of her ten arms. We meditate upon the order of weapons beginning at the upper right. <clears throat> the upper right hand. Uh, she's got a trident or a trishul, a sword, a discus. She's got a bow, bow, an arrow, and then the energy. We contemplate on her right side a shield, club, noose, a curved sword, the bell, and the battle axe. We contemplate on the left side. Below lies the severed head of the great ego in the form of a buffalo, the most stubborn beast on the roads of India. 
In place of the severed head on his neck is the demonic image of the great ego with a sword in his hand. He has shown gritting his teeth from the spear which has pierced his heart. Blood is flowing over his body and red is seen on all his limbs. The cobra snake in the form of a noose has wrapped itself around his brow and upper arm, left arm. On the side of the goddess is shown the lion, Dharma. She rides on the conveyance of Dharma, who is her conveyance and is facing the left. The goddess's right foot is placed flatly positioned on top of the lion, a little elevated. Only her left toe is on top of the great ego. It doesn't take her a lot of energy to subdue the ego. Just her left toe uh, is sufficient. The goddess is extremely pleased and grants the fruits of all desires to those who contemplate her excellent form and with one mind sing her praises. The terrible slayer of passion, whose nature removes fear. She who slays fear, she who sees everywhere freedom from fear. She who tears apart fear, she who contains fearlessness, the form of the eradicator of fear, and the primary, she who tears apart all thoughts. Udra Chanda Pachanda Cha Chandogra Chandanaika Chanda Chandapati Chaiba Chandarupa Uti Chandika Those are the eight forms of the, uh, she who removes all fear. Ashtabi, Shaktabi, oh, here it is. Uh, with these eight energies, always surrounding her, we think of the creator of the perceivable universe who bestows the way of truth and harmony, Dharma, uh, who bestows the satiation of desires, Dharma Kamartha. Ah, look at that, interesting. Dharma Kamartha, Moksha Dhamma. Dhamma? Dharma, the way of truth and harmony, or the highest ideal, Kama, the satiation or perfection of desires, Artha, material sustenance, and Mokshadam, the liberation otherwise known as self-realization. Om Ram, in the thumb we bow. Om Ring, in the forefinger I am one with God. Om Rum, in the middle finger purify. Om Ring, in the ring finger cut the ego. Om Rung, in the little finger ultimate purity. Roll your hands forwards and backwards and with the weapon of purity clap. Om Ra, I bow with the goddess Durgan with the weapon of virtue. Astraya. Oring sring dum dirgaya kinamaha. And now Unganyas will establish her in our body. Om rung in the heart I bow. Om ring on the top of the head I'm one with God. Om rung on the back of the head purify. Om ring crossing both arms. Cup the ego. Om rung nitra triabush. In the three eyes ultimate purity roll hand over hand forwards and back. Om rung. I bow to the goddess Durga with the weapon of virtue. Om ring sring dum Durga yadinamaha. Oh, I bow to the goddess Durga, the grantor of increase who removes all difficulties. And let's stop right here and see if there are any questions. Om Sam Saraswati Namaha. Namaste. We have a question from Samantha. Namaste, Samantha. Pranam. Um, does Durga's lion have a name? 
He's actually called Dharma. He's called Singraj. He's called. He's got many names. I don't know of a thousand names of the lion, though. Uh, there is no particular one name by which he is called. He's called by many names and described in many ways in many different contexts. We have a question from Swarupananda. Namaste, Swarup. What are the Ira and the Pingala? Ira and Pingala are the two avenues which are the. Uh, they, they come in, the ira is the left nostril, and it goes up to the right side in the Agya Chakra, and it crosses over and comes down to the Pindala, and then it comes back to, which is the, the right nostril, and then it comes to your heart, and it crosses over and comes to your, from, from the Bishud to the Anahat, from the Anahat to the Manipur, from the Manipur to the Swadishtan, and from the Swadishtan to the Muladhar, and then it crosses over, and they wrap themselves up like the two snakes of Kundalini. They are the avenues of ingress and egress where you bring you bring oxygen into the city of God and you take away all the refuse or all the waste products. Now these are the two subtle nollies or canals which are covered by the Shushumna and they reside within the Shushumna and they allow us to bring energy up from the Muladhara to the Sahasrara and we also come down from the Sahasrara to the Muladhara again. And so when we get very comfortable of, uh, of recognizing and being aware of the presence of Shakti within these avenues, these waterways, these rivers, the Ganges and the Jamuna, these the Ira and the Pingala, if we when we get comfortable with it, we make the greatest example I can relate to you, Swarup, is the the farmers who take their bullet carts out to the fields, after a while they've been traveling the same route for centuries and centuries, the wheels have made ruts in the road. So that at the end of the day, after plowing their fields and working in the fields all day, they drive their carts out to the road, they put the wheels in the rut, and then they point the, the cart towards home, and they go back in the back of the cart and go to sleep while the bullocks pull the cart home. It becomes second nature to the bullocks. They know the road. They know the road, they know the process, they know what to do, and the drivers, the farmers, don't have to pay attention anymore. They just make a habit of moving through these roads. And the sadhus and the yogis do the same thing, they make a habit of moving through these roads. So that if you look at normal human beings, there are three bhavas of human beings. The lower chakras are called Pashubhav. That means animalistic tendencies, mostly eating, sleeping, and mating. The middle chakras are called Viryabhav. And those are mostly the divine attitudes of striving towards perfection. I'm striving towards a great, I want to pay attention. And the higher chakras are Divyabhav, which means uh, I am illuminating divinity with all my actions. 
Now, most people, when you look at the ruts that they've created in their Iran, Pingala, they move from the Muladhar, the Swadhisthana, to the Manipur, and they go back down again. <laughs> Those, they are stuck in the rut of Pashubab. They have the bondage, bondage to animalistic tendencies. Those sadhus who are striving to be, to elevate themselves, create deeper ruts so that it's easier and easier to bring up the energy from the Muladhara to the Swadhisthana to the Manipura and then to the Anahat and feel that love. Don't you feel the love? And then bring it up to the Vishuddh and feel all the vibrations vibrating and tingling with that love. And that is Viryabhav. I'm a hero, I'm a warrior, I'm fighting for the supremacy over the Pashubhav. And then there are a few grand souls, like our own example, Srima, who come in Dibyabhav and they made such ruts all the way up to the Sahasrara. They just bring, sit in an asana, sit in meditation, and bring the energy right up through the Ira and the Pingala, through in the Shushumna, and they have a divine Prakash, they have a divine illumination, they have a divine inspiration all the time. So the lower chakras is where we get anger and passion and lust and greed and jealousy and ityadi. And the, in the middle, in the biryabab, you get the prem and you get monta, uh, you get your, your, the attachment to your love, the family, attachment to your goals, the pursuit of, of, uh, of uh, perfection in the world for yourself and your community and your family. And your Dibyabhav is where you have only divine love, no attachment, uh, pure renunciation, and Satchit Ananda Prakash. So this is how the Ira and the Pingala work within the Shushumna. They are the avenues by which we bring up that energy and bring it down again. Unfortunately, Swaru, if you were looking at uh, dissecting a human being, you will never find a canal called the Ira or the Pingala. These are subtle avenues. They are not physical. They are metaphysical. But they are not devoid of existence just because scientists can't see them with the naked eye. We have a follow-up question. Please. Do we dig these rods through the practice of Buddha Shuddhi? That is one of the practices. However, there are many practices. You will cultivate those that bhav through through the practice of the bandhas that we described in transforming your sexual energy. We'll cultivate those that 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 bhava, those ruts just through the the normal prosecution of your life. What are your values? What are you, what are your goals? What's your direction? Where are you going? What do you what's important to you? What do you what do you want to be known for when you leave this world? That, that also has a lot to do with how do you cultivate the rut. If I want to be known for having sold the most vegetables or produced the, the greatest uh, crops from my fields, then I'm probably stuck in the lower worlds. 
But if I want to be known for sharing love and sharing wisdom and nurturing my family and cultivating an inspiration for as many people as I can, I might be cultivating the ruts in the higher worlds. And if I am want to be known for Satchitananda Prakash, for the illumination of pure consciousness and infinite, uh, infinite bliss, then I probably have Devyabhav. So there are many, many practices which go into cultivating a rut. And the object is not to get stuck in a rut, but to cultivate the right ruts so that your car will move effortlessly to where you want it to go. You know where you want it to go. Just look at your lives. Where are you focusing your energy? What do you want to do? And that'll tell you what kind of rut you want to get stuck in. If you know what you want to do and it's a good thing, well then you really want to get stuck in a rut. I want to bring my Shakti, my Kundalini. I want to have the, I want to preside over the marriage of Shakti with Shiva. Now that's a nice rut to cultivate. I'm going to the Muladhara every day. I'm going to bring that Shakti right up. And the Bhutta Shuddhi will be one of the practices which I use, but it's not the only one. I've got to walk the walk and talk the talk. I can't just sit around and philosophize. I have to act on my conviction. I have to act as if this is the reality of my life. And then it becomes real. That's what makes a rut. We have a question from Ambika. Namaste Ambika, namaste Sam. Namaste. Why do we do Pushpa Shuddhi with the second round of uh, flower offerings and not right at the beginning of the puja? Because the first thing you do with every puja is say namaste, thank you gods for being here. And the first of the gods is a Ganesh. Without your wisdom I can't even open the door. In fact, Ganesha, without your wisdom I can't even find the door. Where did that door go? So first thing I'm going to do is bow to you and say, okay, here's a flower. Even if it's impure, it's it's it coming from my greatest intention. So you don't want to start off by purifying. You can't purify the flowers until you purify the water. You can't purify the water until you purify the asan. You can't purify the asan and, and without taking the sun kulp. So now first thing you do is walk in the door and say, here's a flower Ganesh. <laughs> Namaste. It may be impure, but it comes from the garden of delight, comes from my heart, and it's an offering for you. We have a question from Kantananda. Namaste, Kanta. Why does Durga hold the shield? Is she shielding herself from something? No, she is shielding us. Her shield is faith. And her shada and her shabur. Her, her faith and her patience is what allows her devotees to blossom and to prosper. She shields us, and she's got the weapons with which to protect us. She's not afraid. She doesn't need a shield. She is our kavach. She is our armor. She is our shield. That's why she holds a shield. 
Now remember, she has a club which, with which she hits the asuras over the head with the articulation of mantras. She has a bow which has sankalpa. She has an arrow which has focus and one-pointed attentiveness. She has a shield which is faith. She has a sword which is wisdom. She has a conch shell full of continuous vibrations. All the vibrations of the universe. She has a bell of continuous tone. She has a net or a pashaya. She has a... a, a, a um, a net with which to bind and unite and unify all the devotees in their devotion, all the aspects to weave together your all knowledge so that you can be a tantric, you can be an actual weaver of the warp and the wolf of your sadhana and weave together the dis different disciplines of asan, pranayam, mudra, kriya, sanskrit, vyakaran, ucharan, itihasa, hitya, darshan, shastra, padoti, and you weave it all together until it becomes sadhana. She has all these weapons with which to protect uh, us devotees so that we become capable of moving deeper and deeper into sadhana. In Durga's Jnanam, the ego starts off with his head cut off, and then she's piercing his heart. Isn't that in reverse? No. Uh, actually, uh, she's cut off the head of the mohish. She's cut off the head of the buffalo. And in its place became the head of a man bearing a sword. So you see the head of the buffalo laying on the ground. He gave up his stubbornness already. Now he's still fighting with her. He doesn't want to give up. He's not ready to surrender. He says, I got to be me. I'm the most important individual in this universe. And if I cease to exist, then the universe is worthless. So therefore, ah, the buffalo, the stubbornness is there on the ground. She already cut that down. Now he's in the form of a human being, just like the rest of us, saying, you know, I'd really like to go into Samadhi, but I think I'd like to stay here. I'd like to be able to go into, into Satchitananda, in the highest unity of con unified field of consciousness, but I'd like to be able to come back and go to, uh, go to the, the coffee shop and tell everybody about it. I'd like to go to the kitchen and talk about enlightenment. I'd like to go into the... We are this, this combination of incongruities. And all those incongruities are coming off in our human, they're coming out of our human nature. Now she stabs us in the heart. And he's still not ready to give up. Even from with the spear in his heart and the sword in his hand, he's still trying to fight with her. But she is just playfully fighting with him. Just playfully she holds him down with one toe and her foot is planted firmly on the conveyance of Dharma and she will not give up her illumination of purity and clarity. She will defeat the ego. We have a question from Kamala. Namaste Kamala Ma! Seeing that there are four main Navaratri periods throughout the year, is there a story or reason why Durga has prominence in the autumn Navaratri worship? Durga has prominence in every Navaratri and you can do Navaratri in every poksh of every lunar month. 
I used to do Navaratri from Pratipad to Navami, or from Amavasya to Navami, and then from Shashti to Purnima, or Shashti from, to Amavash. So what I, that meant to me was I would bring my sadhana up for nine days of every 15 days. And bringing it up meant I would do the cosmic puja three hours, and then I would do the chandi samput maybe five hours or four hours and 45 minutes, and then I would do another pot in the afternoon or evening so that I would get at least, um, bringing up for Navaratri meant at least eight to ten hours a day sadhana in an asana. And then for the other six days, I would bring it down, and that would mean five hours or six hours in the asana, so that I would have a chance to rejuvenate and eat uh, properly and, and sleep properly and do other things. And then I could shop and prepare myself for the next Navaratri because every Pratipad or every Shashti, the Navaratri, could, I could bring up the asana and then taper it down. Talk about tapering. That's what the Fed meant. When they said we're going to start the taper soon, means we're going to slowly bring down our asan. We'll bring it down to manageable means. So you, you can do Navaratri anytime, and it's all Durga's Navaratri. Now, whether you call her Vipatarini, you call her Falaharini, you call her, her uh, uh, Durga, you call her uh, 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 Vashanti, it doesn't make any difference. It's Durga. These are all names for Durga. Now, you may argue and say, well, Vipatarini usually means Kali. Not really. Kali, Durga, Namo, Nama. It means all of them. It means Durga in the form of all the goddesses. Nava Durga, Prakirtita. They all come together. So Durga is prevalent or prominent throughout every Navaratri, whether it be Ram Navami, whether it be uh, Shiv Navaratri. There is a Navaratri every Paksh. Every Paksh. And every sadhu has the prerogative to define the Navaratri according to his or her preferences, whether you want to start on Pratipad and on the end on Navami, you want to start on Shoshti and on Purnima or Amavasya, you can do Navaratri anytime, and a good sadhu will want to do it all the time. We have a question from Vivekananda. Namaste, Vivek. Namaste. How does Durga Puja differ from chanting the Chandi? Well, pujas are different from recitation apart. We have seven forms of karma yoga called Siddhanta Achara. There's our puja, pot, homa, singing, sangeet, uh, dancing, watching what we're doing right now, talking about what we're doing and why we're doing and what it means, and arpon, that means cooking cleaning and serving the masses. So those seven. Now, the way puja differs from pot is that puja has five parts to it. Preparation, purification, invitation, union, and offering. Now, pot is a recitation of a scripture. So after I have prepared everything, and purified everything, and invited her, and united with her. Now what do I want to offer her? 
Well, you'll offer her a piece of fruit, patram, pushpam, tolam, toyam, you know, a, a leaf or a fruit or a flower or water or a full meal or whatever else we want. And then I want to look into her eyes and say, now I want to tell you why I invited you here. I have a purpose. I have a goal. There's a method to my madness. I promise you I didn't just invite you here to put a couple of drops of water on your feet. I came here because I want to look into your eyes and tell you how much I love you. Just the way that every other sadhu told you how much he loved you since time immemorial. I'm going to look into your eyes and sing the Chandipat. I'm going to look into your eyes and sing the Bhagavad Gita. I'm going to look into your eyes and sing the Devi Gita. I'm going to look into your eyes and sing the scripture. This is the recitation of the Bhagavad So, Puja, Pat, Homa, I'm going to unite with you in the fire. I, I got fired a lot. <laughs> Some people fire me up. But Shangit, Mama's the, the, the queen of Sangit. She's the singer of singers. And Rit, uh, we've got a Dajanadu who's got a, a, quite a dance. Provachan, Swami never shuts up. That's and true. I know it's true. <laughs> Thank you, Mother. And Arpun, Mama doesn't get out of the kitchen. We have a follow-up question from Joshua. Namaste, Joshua. Namaste. How do Durga and Kali relate to Chandi? Sometimes Kali is depicted as using all the items that Durga is using. Kali, Durga, Chandi... The nine forms of Durga, the, the uh, eight forms of energy, they're all part of Chandi. Chandi in actuality is Nirakar. She is beyond form. She is beyond definition. She tears apart the thought. Now what do you think about when you don't have any thoughts? That's Chandi. Now Durga takes away all the obstacles to tearing apart all the thoughts. Well, that's a help. Kali takes away all the darkness so that you can illuminate the light. They're all one. There's no difference. They have different names. One woman has so many different forms. She's the mother to her child. She's the child to her mother. She's the sister to her sister. She's the daughter to her daughter. She, she's, the, she's a wife, a husband. Uh, she's a wife, a cook, a cleaner, a, a psychiatrist, a chauffeur. She takes care of the kids. She takes care of the, and she goes to work. And when she, when she goes to work, she wears a business suit. And when she goes to cook, she wears a kitchen apron. And when she goes to play tennis, she wears a tennis suit. And when she goes swimming, she wears a bikini. Never saw Mama in a bikini yet. She looks differently. She talks differently. She sounds differently. She appears differently. She has a different name, a different comportment, a different attitude, a different relationship with every different function she fulfills. But she's only one woman. So this one Chandi becomes Kali when she's taking away the darkness. She becomes Gauri when she's illuminating the light. And I don't know how you do one without the other. But in any way, she becomes Lakshmi when she's defining goals and Saraswati when she's giving knowledge. And she becomes, in every way, she becomes exactly what we need in our relationship with God at the time we need it. 
We have another question from Vivekananda. Namaste, Vivek! If we want to add the Chandipat to Durga Puja, where would we put it in? Is this appropriate to do? Yes! <laughs> but even more fun is to do the Cosmic Puja and then add the Chandipat. And that's what we'll be doing, something like that uh, in our next program uh, in India. Uh, we'll be doing Cosmic Puja, Chandipat, and then another scripture. To the extent of everyone's capacity. We have a question from Swarupananda. Yes, Swarup. If all the goddesses are the same, what is the importance of the Ishta Devata? That's the one you love the most all the time. You just think of her form or her or his form. Anyway, all the time. Uh, for me, it's Chandi. For me, it's Srima. And then I see Srima in the form of Lakshmi, who defines my goals and gives me the criteria to which, by which I discriminate what I got to do. And I see sometimes she comes as a Saraswati and says, Hey, you better learn something new, you dummy. You don't know how to do this. You better learn how to do it right so you can be a sadhu, you can be efficient, you can pay attention. If you love me, you'll pay attention to me. You can't just sit around and say, I love you, I love you, I love you. Now you cook, you clean, you wash, and you serve. That's not love. Love is, I see opportunities by which I can enhance your life. You don't have to tell me to pick up the garbage. I saw the garbage. I own it. It's my garbage. Why shouldn't I pick it up? I didn't drop it. It doesn't matter who dropped it. Do I want my beloved to pick up the garbage? Or do I want her to live in a dirty place? Neither of those are acceptable to me. Now, the other thing I could do is stand around and wait for somebody else to pick up the garbage, but I may be waiting for a long, long time. Well, better, better be that I pick up the garbage myself. We have another question from Swarupananda. Yes, Swarup. In the Durga Jnanam, does her toe resting on top of the ego relate to the importance of the Guru's big toe? It sure does, because all the places of pilgrimage are in the Guru's big toe, even if she's wearing her socks, and it, the Durga's toe is sufficient to hold down the ego. She just needs one toe planted on the top of the ego. Well, it's just the same as worshipping the Guru's big toe, worship Durga's big toe. Why is she shining like melted gold? Is it just because she's beautiful? Oh, no, not just because she's beautiful, but that because she is beautiful, she shines like melted gold. But she is the most desirable, the most wanted, the most good, the greatest wealth. She communicates the greatest purity. Uh, this color yellow, this golden color that you're wearing, it gives me, all my pains are put at peace. You have the, the appearance of, of melted gold, of heated gold. You, you, you convey the true wealth. You communicate the purity, the clarity, the peace, the pobitrata, the greater purity of pure gold.
I mean, all the impurities have been burned out of the gold. That's why it shines. And it continues to illuminate it. And it never tarnishes and it has no dross. It's just pure gold. And that's what you are to me. In relation to the Ishtadevata? Yes, please. Do we think of our Ishtadevata even more chanting other mantras? You may. If you can't think about the person whose mantra you're chanting, then think about the person who you love the most. And if you can't think about the person who you love the most, then think about your guru. So in order of preference, we're going to think about the ishta, or we're going to think about the person whose puja we're performing. If you perform the cosmic puja, you perform Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, Makali, Malakvi, Sarma, Sarasvati, Durga, Echandi, Ganesh, Guru. We'll think about all those. And then we'll think about, if we can't think about the one we're, if you can't think about the one you love, think about the one you're with. And if you can think about the one you're with, then think about her. And go to the guru. And appreciate the guru and thank the guru and for giving us this opportunity to worship. Yes, please. What about the, this, the cobra wrapped around his neck as a noose around his brow? What does that mean? He's bound by kundalini. He's bound by individual shakti. He's bound by the individual energy. And he's not free and independent operating agent any longer. He has no capacity to move at his own will. She is now controlling him. He is not controlling her. So long as the ego thought himself proud and uh, uh, empowered, he thought he was controlling the energy. I'm controlling the circumstances. Look at me. <laughs> and then when he got into the fight with her and realized that he wasn't going to win, <laughs> she took her energy away and bound him by that energy and he no longer controls the energy and he is seeing very clearly it's you not me Om Sam Saraswati Namaha Namaste